Welcome to the Start Me Up podcast, part of the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network in association with Muller She Wrote Media. I'm your host, Kimberly Johnson in D.C. My guest today is D. Earl Stevens. He's the author of Toxic Tales, a caustic collection of Donald J. Trump's very important letters. He's the former managing editor of Stars and Stripes, a Navy vet, and he's a very prolific writer. I enjoy his Twitter feed, and it's going to be really fun talking to him. But before we get into it, the Start Me Up podcast is independent, supported by listeners, and it's woman-run. A great big thank you to everybody who supports the show. If you enjoy today's podcast, visit Patreon. Patreon.com slash start me up. Check out all the tiers. I do include a tier with a much shorter intro and no ads. You can hear the free shows on Tuesdays and Thursdays, and they're followed up by What's Up, a show just for patrons where I talk about anything that comes to mind. It's a little more personal, kind of like my online diary. Visit patreon.com slash start me up. And don't forget, you can find Start Me Up on iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever podcasts are found. Now, please enjoy my conversation with D. Earl Stevens. Welcome back to the show, Earl. Hey, Kimberly. <laughs> it's funny because my grandfather's name was Earl, and I just always think of my grandfather. <laughs> it just it gives me a giggle, and it's funny. I think I told you this before, but just in yeah. case, before we get into all the serious crap, um, <laughs> you know, my father's middle name is Earl, and my brother's middle name is Earl, and a family friend used to joke that our dog's name was Earl, like our middle name was Earl, and so it's like there are just so many Earls in my life. So now you're you're a new Earl. <laughs> Earl of Earls. The Earl of Earls. And just so you know, breaking some news, that is my pen name. So right. um, I lose that name. I so forgot. So so what is your name again? Uh, my name is Doug Clausen. Oh, I didn't. W-S-O-N. So people want to Google that, they'll see I am what I claim to be. But basically, I've been working off of D. Earl Stevens ever since that asshole got elected in 2016. Gotcha. Well, that's good to know, and I didn't think I knew your name was Doug, so there you go. But, I mean, I'm just going to call you Earl. <laughs> well, I, think I, I prefer Earl, actually, so let's, we'll roll with that. And I'll call you Kimberly. How's that? Oh, that's good. I like that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, you know, it's so funny because, again, one more thing before we get into the awful news of the day. Uh, yeah. And we haven't even hit the hearings yet, which are going to be so utterly fascinating, but... Um, I, I'm in a good mood and I did, and it's weird cause I was in a terrible mood. Some, I got some news on Sunday that was not good and I can't really go into it, but it was depressing and it's made me feel sad for these past several days. And, um, just, you know, I did this patrons only show just for patrons and it's going to air later today. Um, and I'm explaining why I'm in a better mood and it has to do with this documentary that I watched about consciousness. So anyway, um, I'm just throwing that out there. It, it's, it's like weird that I'm in this good mood considering all of the awfulness that's surrounding us. Yeah. <laughs> so that oh, might explain something. <laughs> um, okay, so let's just jump into this. I want to address, you just put out a tweet and it's mm-hmm. about, uh, it's a hopeful message for Democrat. It's about Tony Evers. So I'm just going to say, take it away, Earl. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Cool, right. I, I saw you retweeted it. I, I appreciate that. Um, yeah, and just just for the folks around the country, it's actually pronounced Evers. Evers, okay. So, um, small distinction. No, but, but thank you. I like to be accurate. Yeah, so, you know, my message is, it, it's it's weird, right? I, I have lived, well, literally all over the world and ended up in Wisconsin 11 years ago. Mm-hmm. And of all places, I think it's God's evil trick, you know? <laughs> I've gone into semi-retirement and I'm just up to my ears 
trying to work to get Democrats elected here. At any rate, um, this state is, as you know, maybe the battlegroundiest of the battleground states. Right, yeah. And in the elections, every statewide election is crazy close. And lately, and here's the good news, lately Democrats have been winning them. Hmm. And let me emphasize, Democrats won in 2020. Yes. And let me emphasize this. This is fucking Biden country, okay? Right. So let's just get that out of the way <laughs> and clap around here. Um, he won, and uh, two years before that, in the crucial, crucial midterms, and you'll remember those fingernail-biting days, <laughs> Uh, we elected a government governor named Tony Evers. Mm-hmm. Evers, candidly, is one of the most boring guys on earth, and I say that with all reverence. He's, as I put in my tweet, he's squeaky clean. He was an educator. He he looks like a librarian, right? He mm-hmm. comes off um, stoically. He's smart. And in a weird way, he's the perfect guy up here, you know, in four hour times, quite frankly, as we try to calm things down. So there was a, the Marquette poll, which is probably the most venerable poll in the state, mm-hmm. uh, has Evers up uh, four points right now. Oh, wow. Which is which is great. And mm-hmm. as I put in a tweet, it's within the margin of error. And right. what else I put in a tweet. If you don't want to hear about polls, I don't care. I, I dine on the things. Uh, I, it's a sickness of mine. And and I do scour them, and I, I do think they're important. But at any rate, he, he is up. And so the it looks like he's going to run against a Trump-appointed uh, pick for the GOP or the more status quo mm-hmm. Uh, person in the GOP. And lately, this guy, Michaels, Trump's pick, has surged into a tie with Rebecca Cleefish, mm-hmm. who is a Scott Walker protege. I'm not sure people know much about Scott Walker, except yeah. he's a bum and he, right. he you know, he's he's a moron. Right. Um, and <laughs> and so enough said about Rebecca Cleefish. <laughs> so what what I what I'm kind of hoping for up here, and I think you know, I'm not going to say I'm an insider, but with some of the the Democratic insiders are saying is, let's hope Michaels gets the nomination. In other words, Trump's pick. Gotcha. Yeah. Because he's such a radical asshole. You know, mm-hmm. he's up here peddling the big lie. And as again, as I referencing the tweet, said that you know, look, most Wisconsinites aren't buying it. Mm-hmm. You know, they they know that Joe Biden, because this is Biden country, yeah, uh, won the election. And and let's just put that aside and let's quit talking about that. Where that's <laughs> all that Michaels wants to talk about and his two-ton ass boss trump right Mm -hmm. so um you know it's all going to come down to the turnout i know that's hardly breaking any news kimberly we all know we have to turn out but i am going to tell you that in the rest of the country we're going to win up here in wisconsin i'm telling you right now we're going to win we're going to beat ron johnson and so everybody else needs to take care of the freaking business (laughs) and we'll take care of our business in wisconsin well, uh, you know, the the paranoid, freaked out part of me, you know, creeps back in when I start hearing things about politics, because I was, <laughs> I was on this high last night, literally like a high. I watched yeah. this documentary and it, it was just answering things for me. And it was it was fitting. It was like a puzzle. Pieces were being put together. And I literally had this um, like frequency. It was like my energy was 
elevated and it was a physical feeling. I, I legitimately felt like I did drugs, like I did cocaine or something. I was wow. all amped up. I couldn't sleep. I've still kind of riding on this wave. But, you know, you when we start talking about politics, <laughs> the fear starts creeping back in. And so, yeah, I mean, I, I was talking to Chris Hahn on Tuesday and yeah. I want to ask you, I just want to get your take on this because what he is projecting is that we Democrats will lose the house that we might be able to keep the senate now if that does go down that's not the end of the world but it's certainly going to you know they're probably going to impeach biden they're they're just going to muck everything up and make everything really difficult we're not going to be able to pass uh the things that we want to pass if we you know if we've got a blue senate and a blue house obviously uh, i should say a bigger majority in the senate and you know keeping the house even if we lose a few but we can keep the majority so We know that with gerrymandering, it does not affect the Senate. It does not affect gubernatorial races. It does affect House races. And this is why Chris is, you know, under the impression he's like, yeah, I think we're going to lose it. And I see his logic there. But then there's the other side of this, which is the more hopeful, uh, dare I even say Pollyanna point of view, where, Mm -hmm. and I don't even like to use this word Pollyanna because of the the circumstances that lead to it, which are uh, these two decisions by SCOTUS that came down today and we're going to talk about, and then we expect them to shoot row down. Um, mm-hmm. uh, we're going to find out whatever they're going to, oh my God, today there's going to be all kinds of juice uh, for the com- from the committee. The, yeah. each, each committee public hearing so far has been spectacular in my opinion, uh, mm-hmm. regardless of how it's being received by the public. I just, they're, their efforts are so appreciated and fan- they're just doing a fantastic job. Um, and then, you know, so you add to that and uh, you've got this kind of cocktail right now of where the public is. So mm-hmm. what are your thoughts? And I want to know your honest thoughts about mm-hmm. the house race in November. Yeah. Well, off the top, you'll always get honesty from me. And second, <laughs> I, I'm sorry to harsh your mellow talking about politics. No, so I mean, hey, doing, it's my job. Doing quite well. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a nice place to be. We don't we don't get there too often. Yeah. Um, so I, I think Chris is pretty much on it. Mm-hmm. You know, I, mm-hmm. I think uh, of the two, obviously, it's much more important that we, we hold the Senate, maybe build on the Senate, if mm-hmm. nothing else, because of what you referenced Supreme Court. Yeah. Um, we've got to do something about this damn Supreme Court, and we and we seemingly can't do that unless we have the Senate. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I also want to speak in a Twitter. I, I went out with a, a, a pretty loud tweet about Biden's approval ratings. I don't know when it was last month. It's just tough to tell anymore. Every day feels mm-hmm. like a week. But at any rate, you know, people need to get behind this guy. You know, they Democrats need to get behind this guy because, you know, I, I really think this stuff feeds on itself. Yeah. And it you get into a really negative place. Mm-hmm. And by the way, he's done a pretty fucking good job. He has. You know? Yeah. And it's just too easy to discount him. And it seems as if that Democrats are kind of drinking the Republican Kool-Aid. They a are. Bit. Yes, they are. You know, and they need to stop that because it just diminishes his strength and our strength as a party when we do this. Mm-hmm. We need to get behind him. Yeah. 
Uh, you really do. And I, it pisses me off. Is, is he doing everything that I'd want him to do? Well, of course he's not doing everything I'd want him. No one does. No, no, no one. I, you know, my wife certainly doesn't. I mean, you know, I love her. So, you know, we, I really, you know, wish we would do more of that. Yeah. Kimberly, you know, amplify the good that Biden's doing. Yeah. You know, all he's working against a party that does nothing but say no. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. Yeah. Right. So at any rate, Chris is right. Um, I, you know, you and I aren't people who concede. And so we'll work hard to get, you know, our congressionals elected. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I, you know, I look, look, I think Johnson's going to get his ass kicked here in Wisconsin. I believe it firmly. Hmm. And so, you, you know, you look around the spectrum. I think there's a lot of winnable races for Democrats. Yeah. Uh, oh, there you so go. basically, there's a hopeful message, but we're not, you know, I mean, we're certainly not in some great uh, thing where we're just going to take everything over. You know, I, I want to kind of add on hmm. to what you said as far as getting behind Biden and all of this stuff, you know, I I can only speak for myself. And I know that there are other people out there who have had different experiences than me and Mm -hmm. better experiences in my education in the public school education that I experienced. I would say that, you know, I mean, I went to school in Maryland and I went to school in California and I actually lived in Russia for uh, one school year. And I went to Anglo American school and that was a great school. Now in the sixth grade, I was in Maryland and we had, I'm trying to remember, I believe it was a social studies class and we studied government. Um, And then I went into seventh grade in Russia and we had a, I I think it was also social studies. And in that class, we didn't so much study government per se, but we did study what was going on at the time. There were the the Iran hostages and, you know, we were focusing on the current events, that political current events. Now, outside of that, I finished up my education in California public schools, 8th, 9th, 10th, 11th, 12th grade. Never Mm -hmm. once did I study government. Never once. We We did have history, and I do not remember learning about suffragettes. I maybe, you know, we, maybe we, there was a paragraph dedicated to it. I can say that because I was not overly interested in school. I did okay, but I wasn't like all into school and studying, but I, there were certain things that caught my attention. Like for instance, I had this history teacher that I loved, but he taught a psychology class and I, I ate everything up. I was so fascinated with it. And I know if I would have learned about women's suffrage, Mm -hmm. I would have been interested. So I imagine there might've been a blurb and it was this, you know, textbook, boring blurb. (laughs) And it just didn't catch my attention. It didn't catch my interest. So there has been this effort by the Republican Party for decades to defund education. And, you know, this uh, what I'm talking about right here is exactly the result where, you know, you might like, for instance, I know Montgomery County, Maryland schools are really, 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 really good. Um, I don't know if they're teaching government right now. So I know that we don't basically there's no civics anymore for the most part in this country. There might be. Here and there. But I think the result, like ultimately, this is just a long way to say, you know, what you're talking about is we need to get behind Biden. We need to understand how government works. And we now we don't. And what we're experiencing, even from Democratic voters and liberal and independent voters, is 
they're knee-jerk reactions and they are kind of like selfish takes on government. Well, I don't have this thing that I want, so I'm not happy with Biden. And, you know, and it's like, look, like you said, not every politician is going to give you everything you want, but we need to, I mean, we're coming down to the wire now. And I feel like saying things like we need to educate. Well, we're too late right now. We're too late with educating. But some of anybody who's listening to this show, especially people who are like pissed that, I mean, I'm pissed off that Biden said McConnell is reasonable. And and I know he has an agenda. I know why he's saying it. But it's not true, and it's not helping. And so it's like I wish more Democrats would kind of take it upon themselves to understand government rather than just come from this, hey, it's not working for me, so I'm – and I don't believe anybody listening to this show is really thinking that way, but we all know people who are, and we see them online. And it's just – it's really pissing me off. (laughs) Well, no, no, that's really – good observations right on right on target you know especially where education is concerned and man we're so much alike i i wasn't big on school in fact i dropped out i went into the navy but at any rate so um i think last time we talked i mentioned or we mentioned the 50 percent who don't care right Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and and they're the ones that really bug me you know yes you know there are the folks that are engaged on either side right Mm -hmm. and i i sort of respect the other side for that i freaking look in a lot of ways but i respect engaged at least they're engaged and so it's a 50 percent we got to find and the other thing going back to that tweet you referenced earlier is i made a point of saying i talk to republicans yeah right and and i think that it's really easy to just say i'm not listening to that person or they're crazy you know why Mm -hmm. would i waste my time i really do get that but I don't think that's the way to go. Mm-hmm. I think you'd still need to politely twist arms. Mm-hmm. I think you need to politely let them know what's going on. And if Kimberly, if you can convince just one person, mm-hmm. one person, mm-hmm. and I did that the other day, I wow. at the Twitter again, where I mentioned that, that this guy who is a Trump supporter said he's a hundred percent crazy and I'm done with him. Right. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean he's done being a Republican, unfortunately, but at least I got that far with it. Mm-hmm. So we, you know, engagement is so, so, so important, I think. Yeah. Well, and I think, you know, it, human beings can be trained and, yeah. and, you know, trained, brainwashed, manipulated, all those. We words. know that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and Democrats and liberals tend to think, oh, I can't be. But we can be. All every human can be. We can. Yeah. And, and, and the key word here is trained. So, so the thing is, is it's like if you are, are talking to, I mean, there's somebody that comes to mind right now who I'm related to, and I'm almost positive I would not be able to convince this person um, that Trump is bad. I, mm-hmm. I, you know, I, and, and I honestly don't have it in me to do that because of the emotional aspect there it's a, it's a relative so it, right. it's like there's an emotional thing and uh, you know i know that it could lead to certain kinds of i don't know you know tempers flaring yeah, and sure. things like yeah. that and and with this particular person i would not be the person to have that conversation i'm not saying they, this person couldn't be swayed but i don't think this person could be swayed by me mm-hmm. um you know that said though i totally agree with you and i and i do feel like if we can it's not about it's like training is not the best word but it's the best word i can think of 
in order to like if if people keep hearing and seeing something over and over again yeah then they're more apt to kind of lean into it or at least open their mind to it and so it's like yeah there's going to be the never like the people who are just never going to be convinced of anything there's the lost causes and then there's that group of people that actually can be open and i and i've met them and i've done that because i you know not getting into it too much but there's a um, I was posting about the Equal Rights Amendment one time and this man came on and he was a Republican and he wasn't being a jerk and he just he, he was like, well, how 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 is it that you have less rights than I do? And so I said, OK, well, let me show you. And I I, I gave him a, a, a link and I said, you know, it'd be great if you read this. And I think if you do read it, you'll see what I mean. And he read it and he goes, you know what? I read it and I agree. We should have the ERA. And so yeah. it's like, yeah, every once in a while, yeah, every once in a while, there's we can that, do that. There's that one, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but there's that one person we're talking yeah. about. You, you, you were able to change the mind, or at least inform mm-hmm. one person. If we all did that, if we all just got one person, it'd be radically different. And, would, and the yeah. other thing, you know, building upon, you know, being trained or whatever, it, the same goes for, say, Biden's approval ratings. If mm-hmm. enough people are saying he's doing a rotten job, people yeah. are going to start thinking he's doing a rotten, rotten job. job. They're not yeah. thinking about it. They don't know any of his policies. But, right. oh, well, I hear he's doing a rotten job. Right. He's rotten. Hell with it. And, it. and it cascades and builds on itself. Yeah. Right? So we, we've got to and, – and, and, and the other one, in talking to Republicans, I, I really believe this. I don't know this to be true, but I believe it, that many of them – admit trump's an asshole yeah right they admit they made a mistake but they don't want to but they, let me back that up they don't want to admit the mistake they know it but they don't want right. to admit it and so then if if you as a liberal or, or me as a liberal go out and say see we told you yeah. so he's an, you know that is not helping no right? it does, it, they just, double it, down yeah yeah right so it's it's not only talking to him but how you talk mm-hmm. to him and again i'm not overrating myself here but i just think that closing the door and not engaging is foolish and i wish we would do more of it you're right and i i'm certainly guilty of not having a lot of patience <laughs> no, no, i'm hard. the least patient person i know, so maybe you know believe me it's not in me i like the fight you yeah, know I, yeah. I do but um we have got to pick off some republicans yeah. and and independence that get this country turned around. Oh my God, you're so right. Okay, you know what? I want to jump into what's happening with SCOTUS today. So the Supreme Court made two decisions. So the first one, they struck down a New York gun control that required people to show proper cause to get a license to carry concealed handgun outside of their home. The vote is six mm-hmm. to three. Yeah. So now what is the other, oh God, did I put it down? There's another ruling. Oh, it has to do with Miranda rights. So the Supreme Court just gutted Miranda, ruling that a person who did not receive the warning has no right to sue the government for constitutional violation. Now, we also know that Roe v. Wade is going to be struck down any day now. My question to you is, um, now, I know you believe, I know what you've said about the, uh, the election coming up and where you think it's going. But even more specifically, uh, with, with these kinds of decisions... Um, especially striking Roe down. How do you think that's going to affect Democratic voters overall? Um, I, I am not as confident about that as I was. And let me, and I'll give you a quick anecdote why. Um, when the, whatever, the draft was leaked, 
that they were going to do away with Roe, whatever that was a couple months ago. Now, mm-hmm. again, like I said before, every day feels like a week. Yeah, but, I know. Right. And so there was all of these marches, right? Mm-hmm. And there was a day, and I, I'm sorry, but I forget what the, they called them, but it was it was essentially a women's march too, right? Mm-hmm. To to express our outrage. And as I told you, I live in Madison, Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, we'll go out and we'll rally over, you know, a bad sandwich. You know, we, <laughs> we're great. You know, we, I spent more time rallying this town than I, you know, with my cat. You know, it's, we're always, and so when these, this rally came up, boy, I was ready to go. My wife is ready to go. I was looking forward to it, licking my chops. And we had planned for 30,000 people here. Mm-hmm. We had 300. Yeah. And, and I was gobsmacked. I, it was amazing to me the lack of energy mm-hmm. around us. I was shocked, Kimberly. And and right then and there, I got worried hmm. that maybe this isn't going to galvanize us. Well, you know, I'm going to say, I'm going to throw in my hopeful take on that. And Please. that is, okay, that was just a leak and it hadn't happened yet. And mm-hmm. I'm going to go with my experience as a young woman because, mm-hmm. you know, let's just say right now I'm 22 years old and mm-hmm. I hear that, I mean, I think I might have gone out. I might have gone out and marched if I were 22 and I heard that it might happen. I might have gone out and marched. I don't okay. know for sure. I was not political at that point. I did not pay attention to politics because things were easy for me. I could easily get birth control. I could get an abortion if I wanted one. So I understood that I was basically protected. And this is now what happened uh, whenever that was in May that this leak came out. This is just a leak. It's not absolute yet. So, um, you know, I'm going to go ahead and agree with you that that even if they strike it down today, I'm going to bet that the blowback that we will see will not be as uh, robust as I would prefer. But at the same time, you know, what uh, Rachel Bittacoffer pointed out was when that leak happened, when that, I think it was a Monday that the leak happened. On Tuesday, there were um, impromptu protests all around the country. And she said that was the first time that happened in Biden's administration. So yeah. that gives me a little bit of hope because right now it's just the suggestion that it's going to happen. It's just maybe it's going to end. We don't know if they're going to strike it down or gut it. And mm-hmm. I, you know, I've said on this show multiple times, although I don't want this to happen at all, of those two choices, I'm taking striking it down because it's much more extreme. It's a slap across the face. If you gut it, it's easier to ignore, but we'll get exactly the same result. If you strike it down, you're going to wake up. I think a lot of people that that 50 percent of people who are not paying attention, so many of those people are young people, young women. And I think those people I'm not saying for sure this is going to happen, but it is definitely my hope that when it is actually struck down, that's when it's going to really have the full impact. And we'll see what happens because it should be any day now. Yeah, no, all good points. I I don't disagree with that at all. And as you're saying that, you know, I should also say for what it's worth, I hope it's worth something, that I'm supporting Sarah Godlewski here in Wisconsin against Ron Johnson. She's running against you know, some really good candidates on the, on the democratic side and I will gladly support any of them. Yeah. But Sarah 
I think she's the smartest of all of them. That's why I support her. That's it. I think she's the smartest. But it's not hurting her that she's a woman mm-hmm. given what's going down with Roe either. She can really speak on this and yeah. she can pick up an extra one, two, three points because mm-hmm. of this. Mm-hmm. And I, I again, I, I encourage everybody to ch- check into her campaign and, and learn about her because she's she is pure dynamite. Wow. And and I'm going to be working for her up here. Wow. And, you know, you'll read way too many tweets from me about <laughs> her. But she can beat Johnson. I know she can beat Johnson. And I know this. She will beat Johnson. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's always good. It's always good to have uh, these kinds of, I don't know, promising, hopeful feelings. Because we're all feeling so beat up. And, you know, I will add that I think of all the things that we're going to see, and I, I hate to say this because I really, I really hate to say this, I think Roe is going to be more galvanizing than anything, including the 1-6 committee and the things that come out. I think with the 1-6 committee, we're definitely going to, today's going to be pretty juicy as I hear. I know they're going to, um, oh God, I don't even remember what, the, I, I was watching MSNBC last night and they said mm-hmm. what the theme, do you remember, do you know what the theme of today is? Yeah, it's going to be a lot on the Justice Department. And That's the right. Trump was putting on the Justice Department. Gotcha. Okay. And yeah. then there, um, I know that's going to be interesting. They've been doing such a great job. And again, I don't know how much of this is really swaying public opinion, but what it should, it should absolutely <laughs> sway our opinion. But yeah. I don't know that it is because it's it, there has been so much chatter about it since it happened. There's some distance since it happened. And yeah. just like with the Mueller report, if it's played down enough that, you know, it's harder to get people reignited about. It's easier to get them ignited, but then like reignited is more difficult. But I do think that the hearings, you know, added to all of the other things that we're, you know, experiencing with striking down Roe, I think eventually is coming, hopefully, I mean, when I say hopefully, I mean, I do want it to happen, but I don't want it to happen. I want it to happen so that it'll, like, wake everybody up, but um, all of it, you know, the gun stuff. Here's how you know, Kimberly, that this, I think the hearings have been really well done. I'm I'm always so impressed by Mm -hmm. some of these folks um, and, and how good they are. You know, the Raskins, yeah. Um, I can't even believe I'm going to say this, but Liz Cheney. Yeah. Um, you know, and so here's how you know that this is having an effect. There was a couple stories I was reading today. I don't have the headlines offhand, but one of them went to Trump and the GOP basis ire at McCarthy for not putting anybody on the panel. Oh, right. Yeah. Right? And and it, and it was, right? oh, we're not going to participate in this yeah. sham. Oh, well, guess what? Now they're worried <laughs> because they're worried it's breaking through. Right. And, and McCarthy blew that one because he's a moron. Mm-hmm. But also, there was another one um, headline. It said something like, GOP torn between the truth and Trump. Wow. Right? That's a great headline. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that's where they are right now. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we talk about what's going to, you know, what can favor the Democrats. All this damn fighting among the Republicans mm-hmm. favor the Democrats. They're, they're worried. And they're worried because this January 6th stuff is, I think, is starting to break through. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think like with the, you know, I think with the 1-6 hearings, definitely there's going to be some, because people are watching this, I do believe there will be some influence. But I think that 
the most important part of this is, you know, obviously for historical record, but then also it's going to have an effect on what the DOJ does. I mean, I, they're doing what they're doing. And mm-hmm. then, you know, we've got the 1-6 committee. And then we've got this public call for people to, you know, go after Trump and go after Trump Co. for what they've done. And I don't know what's going to go down. I don't know if Donald, I mean, you know, there's there's a group of people who will say absolutely not ever going to happen. <laughs> Donald will never go to prison. And then there's another group that will say he's absolutely going to prison. I kind of fall in the middle and say I'm going to lean toward Donald Trump will probably not go to prison um, uh-huh. just because of looking around we have a patriarchy we have you know white powerful men are always protected they're you know they they don't always get away with crimes but they're always they always have a shield that you know a a, a black man caught with a joint isn't going to have and um you know they they they're always it's always harder to get them but i do think that regardless of what happens to donald trump i'm almost positive we're going to see uh, indictments and even you know prosecutions and convictions of some of these people higher up. Uh, okay. I, you know, I, right. I don't know who it would be. I don't know if it would be a Jared Kushner. I don't know. I mean, we've already you know we already sent Paul Manafort to prison, and then mm-hmm. he got pardoned. But you know, I mean, there might be a few people in the higher uh, realm of this that go to, that go to prison. Um, but I I think ultimately, like I was saying, you know, the the one six committee added to gun violence and i guarantee you we're going to have another devastating it may not be another school shooting but it'll be another shooting mm-hmm. you know there's going to be all kinds of shootings before the election it just yeah. depends on how how many people die per shooting because it seems like now if only three people die it doesn't get our attention but if you know 25 yeah. kids die okay that gets our attention but there's going to continue yeah. to be shootings and then you know there's going to be there's going to be all these different things and then on top of it we're seeing the GOP just going complete bat shit the stuff that they say is unbelievable and so yeah. i think you like put all that together and you have a recipe i wish i could say it would be a a, a tsunami a blue tsunami I, it's not happening. The the public and, and part of it is the media and how they report on things. But it's like, I think we do have enough to pull it out. And I think we would even have enough to, I'm going to dare to say that, the, you know, if enough people showed up, I think we could overcome some of the gerrymandering. But I don't know. It's a midterm election. Um, too many people don't pay attention but I think enough people are paying attention because we can take a look at 2018 and 2020 and say Democrats figured it out. And I'm mm-hmm. hoping that – and the reason they figured it out is because they were uncomfortable and frightened. And I think yeah. there's plenty to be uncomfortable and frightened about right now. And I just – I hope – that's the best word I can use. I hope that enough people see that to hold on but if 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 we could if we could make it happen that we could have a blue congress all the way through oh my god we could do so much to protect 2024 and then we'll just have to wait and see what happens up until then i don't know it's it's all very upsetting and i'll add this part of the reason i just feel not overly hopeful is because of oh what is that man's name bowers um you know he testifies about how his daughter is dying at home and he's being harassed and 
you know, I mean, they're they're going through the neighborhood <laughs> with trucks and microphones, calling him a pedophile, and then he says he would vote for Donald Trump again. Yeah. What that one, the fuck? That one right there, I'm telling you, that is the uh, anecdote of our time. It is. It is nuts. And that's the one where we scratch our heads mm-hmm. and go, are you? What? Wait a minute, what? This is, yeah, I, I I don't even know what to say about that. I know. I, I really don't. I don't know what to say about that. But going going back to a lot of the points you were making, um, I'll go back to the polls that I seem to be the only one that cares about. And polls are showing that 60% of the people believe Trump is guilty of something. Yeah. Right? That's, that's not a small number. No. You know? In, in, in the way we are right now, we're mm-hmm. so polarized. So I think that they're making ground there. The the one damn thing that I sure wish would change, and I, I hate to bring this up, but I will, is gas prices. I know. Right? Because gas prices, I think they've always been a too big an influence on how people judge the economy. Yes. But the reason that they are is because you see the damn things everywhere. You mm-hmm. see the prices blaring right. everywhere. Right. And so you were reminded of that. And so you you might have watched your program last uh, last night and felt really good about yourself. And then you got up to get gas. Right. Right. And like, oh, shit. You know, (laughs) and so Biden again, here we go. Biden is doing everything he can to lower them and Republicans aren't helping. And that's the damn message that's got to go out there. Mm -hmm. They don't want gas prices to go down. No. They want gas prices to go up. We're the party that wants them fucking going down. Yeah, and they're voting against. They voted against it. So it's it's Biden and the Democrats that tried to, you know, put some kind of cap on it. And, of course, the Republicans voted against it so they could use it. And, and, you know, fucking Jim Jordan can go troll us on Twitter and talk about gas prices. And, right. and, and and the American public are making three hundred percent profits. Yes, and the American Talk public, yeah, the American public, either doesn't know it because the mainstream media is not reporting on it in a fair way. Right. Um, I saw somebody. I, I wish I could remember where I saw this, but I think it was an article. But it was talking about how the or no, it was a thread, and I don't know who wrote this thread. But the person in the thread said, you know, the the thing with the media is. They keep playing this horse race, and it's the Democrats and it's Republicans. It should be about democracy, just well, okay. saving let, democracy. And, and let me let me throw this on the table for you real quick, then, as you gave me the opening. <laughs> Why, you know, I was in the media for a long time. Why is there not a democracy desk at all of these news outlets? Yes, God, yes. A, strictly a democracy desk. Mm-hmm. It's like we used to have a city desk. We, you know, we'd have a, an international desk, cop beat, sports desk, features. Mm-hmm. Where's a democracy desk? Yeah. It does nothing but cover democracy because you're right. Here, the irony of it is we lose our democracy and guess where freedom of the press goes? Exactly. Yeah. And, and so that's, yeah, that's it would what's behoove so you to be self-serving and get mm-hmm. a fucking democracy desk. I cannot understand this. Maybe some are doing it. If they are, I applaud you. But do it now. Yeah. It is the issue. And they're not. And that's what's fucking frightening is that they're, you know, we've got these 24-hour news stations that are only interested in you know, views and money and advertising money. And of course, you know, you have people who own these uh, stations who are chummy with Trump. Yeah, and so yeah. it's it's like, it's such a, 
it's our unfortunately our media has fallen apart and we still have some great journalists we still have you know people dedicated to this democracy and dedicated to getting the truth out there but then you have the chuck todds of the world and the andrea mitchells who both sides it and it's they're not doing fair and balanced they're they're doing a horse race they they don't really give a shit about the outcome they they just want to you know, fuel the viewers, they want viewers and they want money. And that's really awful because, I mean, back in the day, yeah, we had the fairness doctrine and we don't have that anymore. But it's like even, you know, this mega relative that I speak of, she told another family member that she doesn't watch just like local news because she doesn't like it. She doesn't agree with yeah. it. And well, there it is. Yeah. And so, but, and, and so I think we both agree with this that none of this is possible without Fox News, right? Right. Um, and I use the term news right. <laughs> extremely lightly. It is absolute, pure propaganda. Yeah. And and that's what we haven't had to deal with before either to this degree, right? This, mm-hmm. this unbelievable degree. And I, I really do want to underline what you said. There is some damn good journalism yeah. um, being prosecuted out there. There is. Um, it's all over the place. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I am hard on journalism because i was a journalist and we were hard on ourselves that's mm-hmm. how you're at your best when yeah. you critique yourself and you beat yourself up so there is some good work being done out there you're right there is some of the crap on tv and and they just they do they want this horse race yeah it, it's disgusting so let's let's start seeing a crawl across the screen that says mm. you know democracy uh, on the line, you know, right. uh, you know, let's, let's really break that out because yeah. it is the overriding issue in our country right mm-hmm. now and everything falls if we lose it and, and we're right there. And so yeah. let's, let's highlight that one. It's so scary. Okay. The last thing I want to talk, well, maybe not the last thing, almost the last thing is just that there was, um, there was a documentary filmmaker there, uh, in the Trump world. I think it was, I know that the the Supreme, I mean, I'm sorry, the uh, 1-6 committee is going to subpoena the footage, or they have subpoenaed the footage, but it was that access to Trump during the days leading up to the insurrection. Oh, my God, I can't wait. And I know that there are uh, not going to be any hearings next week, but there will be hearings, I think, I think, I don't know the schedule, but I know, I think they should be happening the following week, but I I know there won't be. I think it's two weeks after. I think they're going to break through July 4th, Kimberly, and then come back. Okay. Well, then that, yeah. yeah. And just FYI, everybody, I'm going on vacation the first two weeks of July. So there is that. Good for you. <laughs> I absolutely need it so much. Yeah. Oh, my God. All right. Um, Great. Oh, you know, here's the other thing I wanted to ask you. Now, this yeah. is just going to kind of trail off into the more fun things. But um, I, I usually like to ask people what they like to do in their spare time and this and that. So one of the things that I like to do is, you know, watch entertaining shows and movies and whatnot. So, I mean, yeah. we all do. But have you seen Gaslit? No. Oh, my God. You absolutely have to see Gaslit. <laughs> it is so – do you even know anything about it? No. Okay, it's on Stars, the Stars Network. Okay. And if you don't have it, I recommend getting Stars for this. It's wow. Julia Roberts and Sean Penn. And oh, yeah, I have heard it. Yes. Go ahead. So yeah. it's, Martha Mitch- it's, it's Martha Mitchell which you know, yeah. and, and, yeah. and John Mitchell, who was the attorney general for Nixon. And it's about Watergate, but it isn't just – I mean, it's stuff you've never heard before. Martha Mitchell was telling the truth, and 
what they did to her was unfucking believable but it's not just about those two because it also focuses on John and Modine and I have to say I mean I loved Sean Penn and Julia Roberts as those you know Martha and John they were great but John yeah. and Modine are so oh my god they're so great but like the one of the best parts of this series this mini series is Liddy G Gordon Liddy and the guy who plays him Shay Wiggum <coughs> Oh my God, yeah. he is yeah. fucking phenomenal. And okay. the second to the last uh, episode uh-huh. is focused solely on Liddy. And I don't know how much of it is true. And I mean, there there's truth to it. But, you know, in a biopic yeah. or when, you know, yeah. they, they take a little license, poetic license. So I'm not exactly sure how much of these, you know, how many of these details are 100% accurate. But it doesn't matter because they basically get the essence of Liddy and the guy playing him. I seriously, <laughs> I want them, I want the guy who made this movie to, to or to, miniseries to make a movie just called Liddy. And I want Shay Wiggum to play Liddy. And if you watch this, you're, I promise you, you will 100% agree with me. <laughs> yeah. So well, fucking you know, I good. remember Liddy, he, he was a really outsized character. You yeah. Know? And, and so he was really made for these times. He was. Um, more than he was, like, he was the original like bad Republican yeah. guy, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, and so, um, yeah, well, thanks for the recommendation. I'll take it. I do, I do enjoy, um, watching some of these series and some of these shows. And, and, uh, so there the you o- go. The yeah. other one that I would highly recommend, and I, ca- I can't remember which, I don't know if it's on Paramount or Peacock. I can't remember where it is, but it's for all mankind. Have you heard of that mm-hmm. one? <laughs> Again, you stumped me. Okay, well, this is also so effing good. It is, uh, and and I'm not really giving too much away here because the way the very first, it's a series, and and they they are right now airing season three, but the the first show opens up. It's an alternative history, and it's basically about NASA, and <laughs> so the Russians were the first to land on the moon, and. It just goes from there. And it starts off in the 60s, and then the Mm -hmm. second season takes us to the 80s, and the third season is in the 90s. And it is so so good. And some of the people who wrote Star Trek are writers on this, and it's not necessarily uh, connected to Star Trek, but... It, it, it offers up an alternative history and it's just it's so good it's so fascinating and what they do especially I don't remember if they did this in the first one but in the second season and then the third season they kind of do this montage of news stories and they're alternative news stories but it's as if it's happening and it's the real world and it's like you know instead of um, I'm trying to think I, I think Reagan I'm trying to think. I can't even remember if Reagan was the president. But, it, it, you know, they, they, they take you off into this whole journey, and it's done really well. It's written really well. And there, is an, uh, there was this amazing I, – I, again, I believe it was the second to the last episode of the second season. And I was watching it with my boyfriend, and it was like, I won't say anything about it. All <laughs> I'll say was that our jaws were on the floor. It oh, was all it right. blew well, you, our minds. We, we, we obviously have similar tastes. I will I will find both of those uh, recommendations. Yes, and uh, then I definitely want to hear back because I yeah, I, I can almost you, guarantee you will. But you know, you here here's something too that I I, I haven't really formulated yet, but you were kind of touching on it, and that is telling a compelling story about what has happened mm-hmm. these yes. past four years, right? And and I think that's why. 
the January 6th, the way they're yeah. doing it is they're telling a story. Yes. And, and that's a very effective way mm -hmm. to get people's attention and to hold their attention. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and I think we need more of that. We definitely um, do. Yeah. You know, we, we need more stories to make it easy for people to latch on and understand what's going on. Yeah. I right? mean, we're a storytelling, you know, yeah. bunch. Yeah. And that's, I mean, I've, I put together a book called the Virgin Diaries with people's first times, basically because it's about the story. And mm -hmm. I wanted young people to be able to have a reference you know, when you're young and you're curious about sex, even when you're not interested in sex, you're curious mm -hmm. about it and you want to yeah. understand what can I expect outside of the, I mean, of course, it included physical stuff, but it was more the emotional aspect. And it's like, yeah, our stories are everything. That's how we all, um, like, I like what you said. It, it gets and holds your attention. And that is so important because, you know, oftentimes these, you know, when I was doing the Virgin Diaries and, and I was submitting it to agents, one of the critiques that I was getting or our people were saying, you know, we want charts and we want graphs and we want statistics. And I thought when I was 10 and 11, I didn't give a shit about <laughs> charts and graphs. I just wanted the story. And yeah. so, you know, I was funny because we couldn't find a publisher interested in that was doing, did the book with my mom. And so we just self-published it. And, you know, I kept true to what I wanted because it was just my mom had always said, you know, like hearkening back to the olden days when people would sit around fires and share their stories. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, and that's exactly how right. we can communicate in a way that's yeah. not dry and boring and people don't feel they're being lectured to and they don't feel like it's like an it's it's not like a class. It's just it's just sharing. And yeah, so, yeah, I totally agree yeah, with you. Exactly right. And, and I've also since learned who your mother is, which is yes. pretty cool. <laughs> yes. So uh, that's very cool. I did not know that. I just said, now that makes a lot of sense to me. <laughs> well, um, I am going to end this now. I'm so looking forward to the hearings today. They're doing such a great job. And I love yeah. talking to you. And I'm definitely going to have you back on before the midterms. But before I let you go, first of all, A, you know, if there's anything you want to add and B, tell everybody where to find you. Oh, there's, I, I guess there's nothing I can add except that maybe underline the point. Just, you know, stay active. Mm -hmm. uh, keep your heads up. Talk to the occasional Republican semi-politely. <laughs> try to change minds. And um, you, as, as for where you can find me, I, I am, you can find me for now at enoughalreadynow.com, okay. enoughalreadynow.com, but I, I am in the process of re-changing my website. It's going to be up to date and big and beautiful and better, and, <laughs> and so be looking for that. That's the best place you can find me, and you can, if you want to buy my, my book, or I just destroyed Trump in his own words. That's Toxic Tales, Toxic Tales, and that's at Amazon. And what's your cheap. what's your Twitter handle? And my Twitter handle is Earl of Enough. Earl of Enough. All right. Earl of Enough. So Add go follow enough. him if you're not already following him. I promise you, you'll enjoy it. I'm author Kimberly K I M B E R L E Y. Don't forget the extra E. Uh, my yeah. books are on Amazon. Earl, Doug, whatever your name is, I love you. I'm gonna have you back. <laughs> All right, Kimberly, I appreciate it. You be good or, or actually be bad. Yes. So. <laughs> good good trouble. How's that? <laughs> yeah, perfect. All right, you take care. Yeah, you too. Bye-bye.